You're recording. Okay, I'm recording now, so okay, definitely reopen the, the Eliminator Boat Duel discussion. <laughs> I better record on Zoom as well, just in case. We don't want to miss this Eliminator Boat Duel just material. In, just in case. Uh, John, what is Eliminator Boat Duel? Oh, Eliminator Boat Duel was an NES, an obscure NES title mm-hmm. uh, with a, some would say, provocatively silly name. I'm surprised to hear that you know anything about an obscure NES title with a silly name, but um, <laughs> it doesn't seem to track with what I know of your personality based on our many years of association. I'm pretty sure you've played this game. I I I I I want to say, you know, it was one of the games that we would have been playing back when we were recording. I don't know, Mister mm. John, give if, up those oats, maybe. Well, I I didn't realize now that I know that you're interested in the um, Nintendo Entertainment System. Mm-hmm. Have I've got to bend your ear about this Mario Kart game. Oh, now God. the <laughs> the Mario universe. <laughs> It's oh, this is interesting. The Wikipedia article for Eliminator Boat Duel, which, yes, is disturbingly short, <laughs> contains a see also section that, that, mentioned, that includes uh, a link to the article for Snake, Rattle, and Roll. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they were developed by the same studio. Because I thought about mentioning that. I was like, oh, it's, it was you know, semi-obscure, sort of like Snake, Rattle, and Roll level, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. By which you mean... A name that I've heard you say many times and haven't bothered to learn what it is. Well, all right. Uh, no, no, look, I, I bet I could name quite a few obscure NES games that I have either <laughs> maybe played once but totally forgotten about or have never played but have heard you, Danny, and Jeremy talk about extensively. Well, it's it's would, the thought that counts, I guess. Would be a would be a fun segment. I don't know that we have time for it now. I would listen to Yar, and or Yars, Yars Revenge and or, would be up there, and or would not an NES game, but that's okay. I, I knew that. I said it deliberately to make you angry. It was an Atari game, John. I'm not angry, Chris. I'm delighted. I'm I'm always delighted to hear the phrase Yars Revenge. Yars Revenge was de- developed by the same guy who later made the famously terrible E.T. the Extraterrestrial game for the Atari. Uh, yes, as well as the uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark tie-in Atari game and like one or two other games. His name was Hayao Miyazaki. It's Hideo Miyazaki, isn't it? I thought it, I thought that guy was. A, oh no, that's Hideo Hayao. Kojima. I'm thinking of Hideo Kojima. Never mind. Do you when know where not... the, Do you know where the name Yars comes from? Yars Revenge. You know where that comes from? I assumed it was the name of the character who got revenge. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Who's wait? Can I ask you a question about Yars Revenge? Yes. In the game Yars Revenge. In the game Yars Revenge by Howard Scott Warshaw, yes. Do you play as Yar and you're trying to get some revenge? Or alternately, are you are you like a thief trying to steal Yar's revenge from his castle or whatever? I always interpreted it as Yar was the thing that you were fighting, but I don't know. It's hard to know, huh? No, okay, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Okay, gameplay. The player controls an insect like creature called a Yar. Mm-hmm. Who must oh, nibble is, and shoot uh, through a barrier in order to fire his Zorlon cannon into the breach? The objective mm-hmm. is to destroy the evil Quotile, which exists on the other side of the barrier. 
the Quotile can attack the Yar, even if the barrier mm-hmm. is undamaged, by turning into the Swirl and shooting across the screen. That everything you're saying sounds reasonable. Yeah. I'm disappointed to hear that Yar is the name of a kind of thing rather than an actual proper name. Mm-hmm. My wife is also calling me. She doesn't respect the sanctity of this podcast. Yes, Christine, what can I do for you? I'll just turn the camera off. Now, what I wanted to talk about, I wanted to talk about, I wanted to talk about where the name Yar comes from. I'd like to hear this, yes. At the time, the CEO of Atari was a guy named Ray Kassar. Mm hmm. Know him well. And Howard Scott Warshaw reversed his name. His first name, mm-hmm. which was Ray. Right. Right. He reversed I it. I don't need you to spell it out for you, me, Would John. you like me to spell it out? I don't need you to, but I would like you to. His first name was R-A-Y. Okay, now what's that backwards? Now, when you, when you reverse that, mm-hmm. you get the same letters, only backwards. In a different order. In a different, yeah, the backwards. Some, the reverse order. Call, yeah, yeah, a reverse order. Yeah. Yeah. This is all going in the podcast. I'm going to need you to spell that out. Y-A-R. Thank you. This is my name. Okay. Okay. You're listening to Being Jim Davis. Sweetie, wake up. You were having another nightmare about Jim Davis, creator of Garfield. My name is Christopher Winner, and I'm Jim Davis. My name is John Gibson, and I am Jim Davis. John, today is Monday, December 28th, 1981. I'm pretty sure this is my dad's birthday. It's a little sad now that he's dead, but what are you going to do? He was alive in 1981. Anyway. I, I would wish your father happy birthday by name, but I don't want to have to bleep it out. I appreciate that. Today is Monday, December 28th, 1981. Today we're reading the 1289th ever Garfield strip. John, his name is Dad. Your father, Ray Kassar. <laughs> John, my father's name was Yar. Um, well, that's what we called him down in the... Yeah, okay. First name Mario, last name Cart. Um, John, what happens... But it's Cart with a C. Yeah. What yeah. happens in today's Garfield? In today's Garfield... Here it is, folks. The last ever diet-themed Garfield. Enjoy it while it lasts. Well, this is very exciting. This is... Probably we'll have a whole lot to say about this Garfield and won't just rush through it quickly. In panel three, Garfield looks like a covered wagon. (laughs) And he's thinking, hello, Monday. I was just giving a little preview, Chris. You didn't have to... What what happened in panels... What happened in panels one and two? Now, Use your wait. imagination. <laughs> Use we, your imagination, did listeners. Did we already know that it was Monday? Like, is this really, like, I mean, we already said that it was Monday, you know? John, I don't think panel three, I don't think this is like the big reveal where the audience suddenly learns what day of the week it is. Although, that's a helpful function of a daily newspaper strip. You know, you turn there, you find out what day of the week it is. Mm-hmm. Um. I think Hello Monday mm-hmm. is just a fun punchline mm-hmm. reminding us that Garfield hates Mondays and referencing the bad things that happened to Garfield mm-hmm. in panels one and two. Now, okay. what happened to Garfield in panels one and two, John? Use your imagination. It, it, okay. Maybe a piano okay. fell on him. Okay, what if it's Yar's Revenge, only instead of the insect or whatever, it's just Garfield's head that you control, you move it around the screen, and it's called Gar's Revenge. 
listeners, I'm going to leave it up to you to respond to that inquiry. I've never seen a Yar's Revenge. Don't know what it looks like. I'm not sure if replacing Yar with Garfield's head would. I don't like. I don't know. I don't know. Is that is that a fun concept? Or is John just wasting our time? It's hard. Right in. Info is, at being Jim is, Davis. Why are you so binary about it? It can't, it can't be some of both? Info at being Jim Davis. It's a spectrum, Chris. Let us know. No, John. Garfieldness look, is a spectrum. Call me. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry, John. I'm yes. sorry if I'm, if I'm a little bit old-fashioned and traditional. I know the PC police don't like to hear it. But in my day, John, in my day, the funny bits were funny, and the waste of time bits were a waste of time, and we knew which were which. It wasn't just a little bit of one and a little bit of the other. In panel one... It sounds like things are better now. It occurred to me that uh, the bit I was doing was clearly a waste of time bit, not a funny bit. (laughs) (laughs) Hoist to your own petard. Panel one, Garfield's in his bed. Get off of that petard, Chris. No, I'm staying up here. Okay. His bed is just a box. I'm going to level with you listeners. It's just a box that he's in with a blanket on top. Cats love That's, boxes. Yeah. This is the most accurate. Like, Garfield's bed is the most accurate thing in Garfield. I, would, I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's the most accurate. There are lots of accurate <laughs> aspects of the Garfield strip, John. You'll notice in Garfield, Garfield has positive mass. He's not composed of antimatter. Garfield doesn't exist backwards in time. These are all accurate depictions. I don't, th- I think you're just, these are assertions. I don't think that you've demonstrated their validity or their you're, accuracy. Okay. So you're not, you, you're, you're not convinced that in the Garfield universe, Garfield is not composed of antimatter. Chris, if he were, okay, clearly if he were composed of antimatter and everything else we see were composed of matter. Yeah, that would present an issue. But we how do we know that not everything is made of antimatter in Garfield? Because occasionally they make reference to actual uh people, places and events from our world, John. You know, yeah. are you saying are you saying that in the Garfield universe, Federal Reserve Chairman <laughs> G. William Miller is composed of antimatter? Well, and clearly exists, cle- okay. maybe he's maybe in the Garfield universe, John. Federal Reserve Chairman G. William Miller is composed solely of tachyons and experiences time backwards. Is that what you're saying? I think that's completely plausible, yeah. Because that would be a delightful notion. Okay, I'd like, to, right. I'd like to workshop this, <laughs> this reverse time G. William Miller <laughs> bit with you in, in great detail. <laughs> would that no, also let's be, do this podcast would, instead. Would that also be true of the Surgeon General we sometimes reference, who I can't remember anymore, from 1979? Yes. Julius somebody, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, so in uh, panel one, Garfield is thinking, I wonder what today is. Mm-hmm. It's not a thing a cat would think. Cats don't care what day Yeah, is. that's kind of a weird way to phrase it, too. Like, the normal way to phrase that would be, to, would be I wonder what day it is. Mm. You know, I wonder what today is. I don't know. It feels like he's expecting it to be a holiday or something rather than just a day of the week. Yeah, he's not specifying that he wants to know the day of the week yeah. with, rather than the day of the month. I wonder you know? what today is. For all we it's know, it's my we're birthday, be- you know. We're being set up for a punchline where in panel three he goes, Hello, December 28th. <laughs> right. And that's it. It's just he just looks at a he consults a calendar in panel two, and then panel three is like, oh, okay. 
<laughs> Hello, December 28th, 1981. Birthday of Christopher Winter's father, who will be deceased 38 years from now. That's Garfield's voice, John. Well, Garfield got, got sad. Well, you, you know, John, sometimes <clears throat> life is sad. I know, I'm tired of you acting like life isn't sometimes sad. Uh, in panel two, and here's the middle bit of the strip. John Arbuckle <laughs> thanks, appears. Thanks for the clarification. <laughs> John Arbuckle is there suddenly. Did he? Did he come on from? He's to Garfield's right. John he's Arbuckle on the right side of the standing panel. there. Did just... he? Did he come on? Did he come on from stage left, or did he just rise up from behind the countertop? We don't know. Mm. Um, ro- oh, it's a countertop. Slowly, like a creature emerging from a swamp. I like to imagine that. He's a real swamp creature. It's yeah. going to be, you know, going to be like over 28 years until President John- Donald Trump drains swamp creatures like John Arbuckle, lobby- known multi-billion dollar K Street lobbyist John Arbuckle. Uh, sorry, okay. No, I'm sad. Yeah, I told you, sometimes life is sad. You didn't believe me. I didn't. You were like, I've never been sad I, before. I don't recall anything sad ever happening. Mm. Now you now you realize how wrong you were. What, you what a, John this strip is a there. bummer. This is like, what a major bummer strip. Well, yeah, John, get ready for more sadness. In panel in, three, <laughs> Elizabeth Warren drops out of the presidential race. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I mean, what do you get? You know, it's... Uh, this guy, John. This Biden guy. This I don't like. Guy. It's fine. I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna be. I know. I know. That's where we're headed. And I'm gonna. I, I no. I, I, that's exactly where we're headed. I'm. I'm I recognize what the alternative is. I'm gonna resign myself. I'm gonna. To this Biden I'm gonna guy. vote for the guy that, the guy who's been caught on camera inappropriately touching children so many times. So okay, many now, times. Right, I'm voting for that which, guy. Which one of the guys who have been caught on camera inappropriately touching children are you going to vote? Because <laughs> that didn't clarify matters at all, John. <laughs> I don't think Trump's um, been... Well, yeah, okay, all right, his own daughter. Come on! <clears throat> uh, okay, yeah, so in panel two, John Arbuckle rises from be- beneath the countertop. Or... From another dimension, if that's the floor, it's hard to know. Mm-hmm. And he looks Garfield in the <laughs> he's eye. Just, he's just tucked into a little like pocket dimension in between oh, the, definitely, uh, the yeah. floor and the wall. It's definitely a pocket dimension. Yeah. Definitely. And he says, I'm putting you on a diet today, comma, Garfield, panel two name drop. Mm-hmm. What's the punchline? Look, we read it before. If you don't remember it, it's your own fault. Yeah. Yeah, download the podcast again. Maybe you should have listened to the podcast backwards like a tachyon. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe be more attentive next time. (laughs) Anywho. Yeah, what do we have to spell it out for you? Ah, God. Anyway, I feel like this one's probably done, right, John? Yeah, I think we ended this one some time ago. You've been listening to Being Jim Davis. I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. So tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. So tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. So tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. Hey, doesn't the song progress to some other lyrics at this point? 
Honestly, not sure. Anyway, this was Garfield. Please rate, review. John, can I tell you something? Yeah. I was just I was just ad libbing that. That's uh, the real one. Just uh, you know, closed. Uh, tell you what I w- I really really want to listen to being Jim Davis, but I I took it. I put my own spin on it. You put your own spin on it, and no one no one knew the difference until you mentioned until, it. Until <laughs> until I made a thing about it. Please rate, review, and now subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Go to our website www.beingjimdavis.com. You can do a whole lot of things there, John. You can submit photos. What can of your I do pets. there? You can submit a tagline to be read and or bastardized online. <laughs> you can um, you can uh, sign up to host the show. You can submit theme music to be played on the show. We got. I don't. Great, I, I don't want to host the show. Music. I'm not going to do that. A, here's a nut. Well, John, if you you would be signing up to guest host the show, and then there would have to be two of you, and so we'd have to overdub it. It would be very complicated. I'd get, I'd, I'd get to, I'd get to uh, read, read more taglines that way. Experience Garfield twice. Um, the way it was meant to be experienced. Yeah. One other thing you can do on our website, John, that I feel like people probably haven't been taking advantage enough of, you can offer Lisa Dupe a job. Lisa Dupe... Fan favorite guest host was on last week. She needs a job. There's a link there. It links to a Google form where you can offer Lisa Dupe a job. The replies to the form will be forwarded to Lisa. Offer her a job. If you've got a job, if you're out there yeah. hiring what's the, people. What's the deal? Like, what's the holdup here, listener? Yeah. Anyway, get on that's it. It's a thing you can do as well. Thank you and good night. Thank you and see you next time. So to speak. So to, yeah, well, so to speak. This podcast was brought to you by the Pitch Drop Podcast Network. Like what you just heard? Support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash pitch drop. And while you're at it, check out pitchdrop.net for more of this and other shows.